that's why it doesn't really matter if you're trying to be productive. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. So, folks, you guys don't always get to see what's going on behind the curtain, but like we literally just recorded an entire Pretty much. Like, full episode yeah. before pulling the trigger on this one. Yeah, we, we call it like planning the episode, but in fact, we just did the episode. Those of you who are patrons will get that audio. So that's. Yes, those of you at the $10 level do get. Yeah the behind the scenes stuff and we're talking like at this point it's like hours and hours of stuff <laughs> really some is. of it some of it's actually worth listening yeah, to. yeah true maybe not tonight but some some nights yeah i don't know i think there's i think uh folks may learn a fair amount about uh <laughs> you and i that we may not necessarily tip our hand on we're a little uh, um uncensored compared to the general podcast yeah. yeah you're gonna get a little more of that yeah. but um also just inside thoughts right. and all those kinds right, of things right. well how's your week been man Week has been good. My week has been good. We had a rehearsal on Saturday. You know, we've now changed our recording night. We usually record on Thursdays. We're still, still dropping the podcast on Thursday, so we've changed the recording to Sunday. Um, yeah. Works better in our lives. So, um, so 100%. yesterday, Saturday, had a rehearsal with uh, the band in prep for a show next Saturday. And it was the first time we'd seen each other all together in a room in like a month, something like that. Yeah. So it was really good. I had some feedback from the last show. You know, I listened through to it and had some notes for the folks. We do a bunch of songs that are medley-ish, um, mm -hmm. or at least the path from song to song is laid out. We don't stop and start between so songs and several chunks of songs. And yeah. um, in our last show, the path between tunes got a little mushy. It was like not until eight bars in, it was clear we were doing a new thing. So we spent a lot of good time kind of crisping up those those transitions and making it nice and tight. So that was a good time. And then I did the trivia last week. Theme was One Hit Wonders, which is one of my yep. harder themes. And this show, I got to tell you, this show is entirely about crowd engagement. 100% about crowd engagement. Because the model of it here is every team has a hand percussion instrument. I've got a bag of like cowbells and tambourines and stuff like that. I start playing a song when... They recognize a the song, they ring in on the instrument and I call on them. And then it's very like shout out and go across. The, I'd, I'd love to use in-ears for this thing, but I got to hear the room because people are shouting their answers. And it starts at seven o'clock and typically at 6.30, I have nobody there to play. I have some regulars who do turn up at like five minutes to seven, but <clears throat> the time between 6.30 and seven o'clock is about hustling the room and getting people interested and getting players engaged. And I've honed my spiel about that and I've honed my sort of charisma, <laughs> my native sort of talking to people-ness about that to the point that I can usually get two or three teams stood up, didn't know it was happening or didn't plan to come for that or whatever it was. I can turn them into players and then they have such a fun time. It's such a great time that often they come back week after week or, or at least I see him again. This last week, <laughs> there's a woman who I talked into playing and she was great. She ended up with like four points. <laughs> the winners had like 25 and she had four, but she had, she was proud of those four points. She, she earned yeah. them. And then some of my regulars asked for an encore at the end of the night, which I usually don't do, but I have been learning, take me to church, hosier. Mm -hmm. And so I did that one. And, but this, this one woman was like, I'm out of here, guys. Yeah, it's a good time. I got to go. And she was like halfway out the door when I started that song. Mm -hmm. My baby's got a humor. She's a giggle at a funeral. And like she literally did a 180 at the door, came back in, sat down. <laughs> I was like, all right, good. That feels good. That there you feels go. good. I like that. 
Nice. So, um, yeah, we're growing the trivia at this new location and it's, it's getting good at week, week after week, we're turning it into something. So yeah, all really promising. Fantastic. Yeah. So we did a rehearsal too. Yes. Uh, this past week. So we, um, got the guys together, including the new bass player. And I mentioned it in the Patreon Slack that was just like kind of pointless in the best kind of way. Mm. It was just a situation where like the core guys were in the room just working through stuff. And we played a bunch of stuff we'll never play live. We played a bunch of stuff that we hadn't played in a while. Yeah. And it was just making music for the sake of making it. Yes. And um, it was awesome. And it was much needed. Well, and listen, sometimes it's productive. I didn't realize how much I needed. You know, last week it was just Charlie, my drummer and me. And we just played around with a bunch of the like big list of stuff that maybe we'll tackle someday. And one of yep. them, like we realized we really could do. And so it's on the set list for next week. Hey, yeah, Outcast. No reason not to do that. One's a, in some ways kind of a trivial tune, technically. As long as, long as long as my bassist has the basic of it, I can do all the ad lib business on top of it. Yeah. But that came out of like, you know, just mess around. And we tried 30 things, and but one's going to be in the show next week. So yeah, that's good. So in saying that like, oh, it wasn't productive and it was kind of pointless. We were actually, it was super productive yeah. as well. We got this show coming up this coming Saturday and we ended up uh, running through two of the new songs that we haven't played ever before. So one of them being the Kyrie Mr. Mr., mm. which was so much fun. And then we did Simply Resistible also. Nice. We tried new sensation but we didn't have the guide tracks dialed in right Mm. and uh just kind of like fell apart there on the back third so you know in our situation we've got two hours and 46 minutes worth of music and we might do two full hours worth of tunes yeah so we've got a lot of potential flexibility there but one of the things that we ended up doing is that we do always something there to remind me Mm. And instead of doing the version that we have been doing for a while, we actually were considering going back to the version we did before that, which was the Marvelous 3 version. And I say that because for those who are aware of that particular band, uh, you would know that over the past two weeks, they have announced that they're getting back together. Mm. So that was kind of like a timely thing to kind of pull back into rotation. And as a huge fan of that particular band, like the 17 year old me is just absolutely beside themselves (laughs) about uh, the prospect of seeing those guys again. So I'm really excited about doing that version of that song. Very cool. What's coming up? What's coming up this week? Listen, trivia every Thursday haul through the whole month. And then I've got a full band gig at a place that used to be home base for my previous project, um, Pig Pounder Brewing in Greensboro. And uh, mm-hmm. so this is the first time the new project will be playing there. And we have, I think, three dates on the books through the summer. Hopefully, feedback will make it up to the manager who is already a fan of me. I do the karaoke there fairly regularly hopefully we'll end up with a little more uh coverage on the calendar at that spot because it's a it's a fun place or at least here's the thing it used to be pre-covid it was super fun on friday nights uh doing the trivia or, or sorry part of the karaoke or the acoustic duo like we'd pack the joint i don't know maybe maybe the heat's off that place a little bit i've um not had big 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 nights there the way that i used to very regularly so I don't know. We'll see. The band will play. My folks will come out. All my regulars will be there, I'm sure, and and we'll have a great time. I'm also looking at getting a friend of mine who's a photographer out. Um, Stephen Strobel is his name, and he recently had a photo on the cover of 
our state magazine, which uh, in North Carolina is a massive deal to have, be like mm. the photographer on the cover of our state magazine is a huge credential. And he's shot us before. He's did really great work, uh, fully understands like <laughs> a photographer for a band. Their job is to capture you looking cool and people having fun. Those well, are the two things. Know. And he totally gets that. And so I've hit him up on Facebook and I hope he'll, he'll, he'll be there. It's always a gamble, you know, when you don't know quite what the turnout's going to be. Like, am I going to pay yep. for a photographer for a night that like we're playing to an empty space? So I'm taking that gamble this time. We'll see. I'm currently uh, weighing that gamble yeah. for this thing coming up on Saturday. Totally, yeah. So in our world, I did um, I did a walkthrough slash kind of meet and greet for this live band karaoke thing that we're doing two Thursdays from now. It's the 15th of May. And it's this, it's a new thing. The concept is kind of unique. Uh, we haven't done this before, but it's they, they are orchestrating it like it's a singing competition. Huh. So we're more like the house band than a quote unquote karaoke group. So are, are the so, are the competitors bringing their own songs? So the orchestrator, like organizer folks, took our list, mm. gave it to all of the prospective contestants, and we've gotten a couple of special requests. Nothing out of the ordinary. So we'll we'll probably you know roll those in. But that's kind of the 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 intent they want. They've got 10 to 20 people competing and um, in filling the gaps we're we're either going to just do like play as a band or we'll open up the karaoke to other attendees. Um, So it's pretty well sussed out. And And are are you on stage with them or like in a pit or something? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's literally like it's a clamshell kind of, you know audience situation where they say like the crowd's going to be between 500 and 800 folks and um we're just we're basically the house band for this competition cool uh but it's it's a commercial real estate networking thing so could be very advantageous to be around those folks and i i I definitely shook a bunch of hands and told a bunch of people what we did and uh was quoting well above our normal rate yes uh just to kind of get out there and it's been it's been like that we had we we had another inquiry for live band karaoke the week after that 60 minutes worth of karaoke we're charging the same amount that we did for the other client who is doing maybe three times that length and then we had another inquiry coming in from scottsdale arizona Hmm. That we're asking for. I don't know. We we apparently just hit the SEO lottery and folks are just have been hitting us up a lot Sweet. for Lightman Karaoke. And as a business owner, I have crossed a threshold. I have achieved a thing. I have pitched my first $10,000 gig Beautiful. to this prospective client. Uh, just, just because the um, parameters around that particular gig, that's the amount of money that would make doing that gig worth our time right. and effort. So You pitch it. Have they accepted uh, it? No. Okay. They haven't responded. We'll find out. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, I'm not holding my breath, but we either, um, we don't have to end up doing that gig and we've got the week after Thanksgiving off <laughs> or we're a band that now commands that level yeah. of uh, coinage. Right. So right. there's a lot writing on both sides of that, but uh, I'm just trying to be open-handed about the whole situation. Totally. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then, th- well, the real problem will be when they accept, and then you confront, what does a ten thousand dollar gig look like? What do I have to deliver? Yeah, I mean, we've got a pretty good idea, and we've got like the things that we need to handle, and we'll cover the rest of that, you know, as 
the date approaches, but right. if we're taking stock of it, it's seven months away. <laughs> and so anything that needed to be prepped for or accounted for, I think we'd have enough of a, a runway to, you know, onboard. Yeah. So yeah. that's a problem for future Adam to mm-hmm. worry about. And um, yes. that guy's never done yeah, anything. Current for Adam me, enjoy so. putting out a $10,000 quote. There you go. That's where I'm at. All right. So for all of the catching up, I feel like we're, we're pretty, pretty much there. Yeah. So last other? week we talked about an interesting plan you had. Yeah. So the main thrust of last week was, all right, well, I've got this gig coming up and based on just the best practices or what's the, what's the acronym for business as usual or like common KTLO um, keep the lights on. Which one's that? No, it's the, it's an acronym for best practices, but it's not best practices. I can't think of what, I don't know. Amber said it to me and she was like, yes, everybody uses this. Oh, and I was like, I've well, never heard that before. Let her, ever tell me. Cause I, anywho. Yeah. Yeah. You'll just have to take my word text for me, it. Ask her, yeah. ask her and text me. <laughs> I, will, I will. I will let everybody know. So trying to come up with the best way to promote this upcoming public event. I sent a pull out to all of y'all and found that the traditional method of promoting shows like what we did back in the day where you you put flyers up and you hand them out the venue is just not something people do anymore so i was like well that seems weird (laughs) let's see if it makes a difference so our show is a week from yesterday and yesterday at that venue my friend and my former boss actually he he was my boss at apple Mm. he does a new wave dance party he's a dj and it's called Destination Unknown. And uh, they have now set up, I think, a standing event every, I think it's like third or fourth Saturday at that venue. Cool. And so I was like, well, this seems like a really smart thing to promote at because one, they're already patrons of the venue. And two, they like the kind of music that we would obviously play. So I was like, this seems like a, a, a smart group to pitch to. Yep. So I went to the Kinko's and I, I had a hundred flyers printed with a QR code for the ticket link. And these were just so, just to picture, were these full page flyers or? They're, um, I think it's four and a quarter by five and a half. So not half quite. Page, half page flyers. Uh, sorry, quarters. Yeah. Quarters. Eight and a half yeah. by 11, cut in quarters. More or less vertically oriented. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, they were pre cut and all that stuff. And I think I paid 37 with tax yeah. for a hundred of them. That's about right. And so I showed up to the venue to promote our show coming up the following week. I did find out that the graphic that I had sent to <laughs> the owner to put up on their uh, their LED wall between bands did not end up making its way to the AV guy who actually does that thing. <clears throat> so, you know, lesson learned there. Um, well, but it, I rolled did, in. Did you learn how to actually get stuff to where it matters? Yes, I actually have that guy's direct email, cool. and if it come, if push comes to shove, I will just reach out to him directly right. for those kinds of things. Totally. But you know, I showed up. The event was supposed to start at eight, and I showed up at like seven thirty, and they were actually doubling up. They were doing uh, an early show and a late show, and that show ended up running late, which is kind of a weird situation, and you, you have to have that conversation between what is professional, what is considerate, where these guys were trying to play longer than they were supposed to, and um, how bands who have done this long enough don't do that. (laughs) do that. (laughs) For the record, anyone listening, start at your start time, end at your end time. Yeah. Period. It doesn't matter if you didn't get to all of of them. Yeah. I I have more songs I want to play. Doesn't matter. It's not about that. Yeah. So 
as the venue cleared out, I was like, all right, well, I'll take this opportunity to kind of like put our flyers all over the venue because it's, it's a pretty big place. And I ordered a hundred of them. And so I started kind of laying them out and putting them on tables and at the bar and all these different places. And by the time I laid them all out, I had less than 10 left. Right. And I was like, huh, apparently a hundred of these things was not enough. So moving forward, I will keep that in mind. But the cool thing was that because we kind of recognize that these two events are kind of symbiotic in that way that we want the people who like one to like the other because ultimately it benefits both of us. They were putting stuff out to kind of like set the mood for their show. And part of that was uh, a bunch of candy. Mm. So what they ended up doing is as I was laying these flower flowers, <laughs> as I was laying these flyers out, somebody would come up behind me and put a couple of lollipops on top of the flyer. Nice. So it ultimately is like drawing attention to the thing that we ultimately want attention drawn to yeah. and it was again it was a cool touch and now that i think about it it's like well we'll probably do that for for our events yeah. also because yeah. we'll do like shutter shades and like giveaways and stuff but like a bag of candy like that's easy yeah you can you can do that it's a low-cost thing is a, a bag is of tootsie pops like, or something yeah it was like dum-dums and ring pops yeah. it was like low stakes so easy. stuff but that part was cool and um it, you know it's, it's it's the sweet water lesson really Oh, for sure. I want them to do something Absolutely. other than bit of honeys, but yeah. still. Do not be smirched bit of honeys. They're my favorite. <laughs> I literally only order things from Sweetwater for the bit of honeys because yeah. you can't get them anywhere. Don't tell yeah, them any Don't other tell them Don't tell them <laughs> So I hung out for about an hour and a half, chatted with some folks who were there for the show, took some pictures of my buddy just to, to do it. I, I did social media posts like, hey, I'm here. Come check these guys out and you know we'll see you guys in a week. I'd say um, the, the band that was there on the early show sounded pretty great. Yeah, it was like they were like your standard kind of run of the mill show band, you know. R and B kind of soul yep. kind of stuff. Sounded, oh no, they were they were fantastic. Sounded really good. Yep. And um the new wave thing just being like they have a really cool like video loop of all these old movies and pop culture stuff. And I was like, I really need to dial that in because it was really, really cool. And made FaceTime with the owner and handed out i think i was down to like maybe 10 or 15 and i just kind of like at that point it was i stayed for until about nine o'clock and folks were still piling in because like a dj night's so much different than a band night yeah because we're gonna play two and a half three hours a dj night it starts at like eight and it ends at two and so you've got folks that are going to be there as the event opens up and then you've got people that like they're not going to hit their prime saturation level till closer to midnight and frankly, I just didn't have that right. kind of time. Right. And I didn't have enough flyers to even right. handle it if I did have the time. So um, I ended up handing the rest of them to the, the guy who runs the place. And I was like, you know, we'll see you guys in a week and kind of left it at that. But I saw pictures of the event that it was slammed. It mm. was wall to wall, which meant that 80 some odd flyers got either picked up or looked at or whatever. Because like, Every flat surface in that room had our stuff on it. Good. So, and I don't need all of those people to buy tickets. I just need 10%. Right. Because we've already got people that are going to be there, yeah. but like that many more are going to make it that much easier. So all in all, I would say that showing up and doing it old school was beneficial on a number of levels. One, I was able to make personal connections with people and kind of like explain why I was there. Two, I was able to show the owner of the venue that I've got skin in the game and I'm willing to like 
put my money where my mouth is and do all the things I need to do to promote. Vastly undervalued thing that really the the showing partnership with the venue is so important. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's going to be a rough gig. Like I know that you've got, you, you're playing on the six also, but like in our market, there's a lot of stuff going on. We had talked about this before we started recording, but Derby days are kind of like a big deal in our area. Because it's the same day as the Kentucky Derby, yeah. and folks put on their big frilly hats and uh, drink mint juleps till they black out. We, we must be and, just um, barely north enough. That's not a thing here. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's it is interesting. The other thing is that my good friends in uh, ATL Vice, mm-hmm. who are another '80s band, uh, are playing a very similar event at a different venue across town, and the venue is putting a lot of ad buy behind them because I'm seeing it a lot. Hmm. And I actually I. I emailed their uh their lead guy and i was like why why must we fight and he's <laughs> you know just kind of making light of it there's no bad blood it's it's all yeah. it's all good but in the process of getting through the promotional thing another old school opportunity arose and um i don't have it locked in fully just yet but um i got a dm from an old friend of mine who used to be the producer of our alt radio stations morning show. Mm. And he was like, Hey, do you want to come on to the morning show and talk about members only? Oh. Cause they had posted something on their social media. It was like, do you have a side hustle? And you know, what is it? And I was like, well, I play covers, right. check out my band. And so he hit me up and was like, Hey, do you, would you want to talk about this? And I was like, well, yeah, absolutely. When is it going to air? And he's like, well, I think it's going to be on Thursday. And I was like, cool, I've got a show yeah, coming up. Do you mind that if I run? He's really like, well. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So now I, I was able to go to the venue owner and be like, oh, by the way, I'm going to be promoting the show on the radio this coming week. It's just showing them like, hey, I care right. I, about this going well. Yeah. And ultimately us both being successful. Exactly. So that one isn't locked in just yet. I'll, I'll find out tomorrow whether or not it's happening or not. But you'll... You better bet your bottom dollar I'll be talking about you guys too because uh, we're all about sharing all of the uh, good ideas. And it's funny because as I was posting about being there and handing out flyers and stuff, I actually had a couple of bands DM me on Instagram going, where are you getting your resources? Do you work with a graphic designer? And I was like, no, I, I just I do it myself. I'm not trained. I'm just resourceful. Also, I have this podcast and a YouTube channel that covers this kind of stuff. You should go check it out. So yeah. uh, if you one of those people hit me up and you're hit, you're here in this episode, I appreciate you reaching out. So, you know, I had a, so one of the people who was a regular at my trivia stuff in Lexington, which ended a few months ago, has now been coming to the trivia in Greensboro. And she's the woman who, I, I, and I, I shared about this on the pod, as that thing was ending and because that organization was changing how they were doing stuff and whatever came up to me and said, look, you know, I was in a really dark place a couple of years yeah. ago and coming to this every week gave me so much joy and really made, made such a huge difference in my outlook and my life. And so, um, last week she was there and I, I don't know how it came up, but I mentioned like, yeah, I, I she, she said it, she said, you know, I, I'm glad that I can still do this because it's meant so much to me. And I, I said, you know, I shared about that on my podcast. She's like, you have a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Government Confidential, it's called. And uh, and I did it, you know, like we took some time on an episode to talk about the unpredictable difference we make in people's lives by doing this stupid cover thing that we do. 
and she and I had that moment that we have when, when I, you know, I play like a really emotional song. Like she, our joke is like, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. We kind of had a moment about that. It's like, she was really touched that, that I shared about that on the podcast. And so, um, so maybe she's listening. If so, Christy, Christy, hi, glad you're here. Oh, hi. Yeah. Well, yeah. So those, those are kind of the big things. There's been a lot of small things though. And, and we enjoy sharing victories with you guys and and we've got an entire channel on the uh the mm-hmm. patreon slack about like cool stuff that happens we, we, and two, one of the two cool- channels two the twinned channels on our slack are rock yeah, more rock more and suck less and suck less yeah absolutely it, it, this is kind of a, it's a two-part story uh you want to talk about rock more my buddies in yacht rock review started their opening run opening for kenny loggins on his farewell arena tour. unbelievable and so their first night, they played to a sold out show, this massive uh, arena in, in f- I think, Fort Worth in like all these amazing pictures, which is like the coolest because they like they I mean, it's it's big time. Amazing. It's, it's big as it gets. Yeah. And um, just right on the cusp of that, they woke up the very next day and somebody had stolen their entire trailer. All of their gear was taken. And Oof. it wasn't just like. It was a, a group of folks who knew what they were doing. They went through, they they looked for air tags and like trackers and stuff. Actually, they posted a video of it today of um, them driving around and found their saxophone players like stuff just literally like laying in the street. They chucked it out as they were driving away. God. In the big scheme of things, you know, everything's insured. Sure, it's not but, that kind of, but when you're thinking about the- But they're on a tour. They're going to show like day after tomorrow. Yeah, no, they played, they played tonight. Right. Right. And um, people reached out to them and, and took care of it. That's great. And um, I posted it because these guys are my friends, but even folks in our community mm. shared it. Um, I'll go ahead and shout out Paul Longden, who is Canadian. Yes. Well, he's not Canadian. He's an Englishman right. living in Canada right. who also shared it. Yeah, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to, to muddy the waters <laughs> with, with the details. Right. But I saw a lot of our folks raising visibility for yeah. for those guys, trying yeah. to help them get their gear yeah. back. So even at the uh, upper ends of this kind of work, the rug could be pulled right out from under you. Totally. So it sucks, but ultimately they'll be all right, and they'll you know they they're still out there doing what they what they're doing. And, yeah, uh, and, and I love that the answer is community. Yep, like at, at every level, the answer is community. What? And and they said pretty much straight up, it was like, you know, we had a really crappy day, but the amount of people that we saw trying to share stuff and like reaching out and saying, hey, that sucks yeah. or hey, how can we help? Yeah. Made a big difference, helped lift their, lift morale. Well, it's overall, right, right so. at the heart of why we're doing this podcast, right? The answer community, is always man, 100%. Always, 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 always. But that's, yeah, that's where we're at. That's the the yin and the yang of the whole, the whole situation. There so, you, you know, this week we've got prep for this thing on Saturday and- these we'll see if, time. yeah, Maybe and uh, we'll find out if all of this analog meat space promotional work mm-hmm. made a dent or not. And yeah, I think so. Uh, it was a worthy experiment and I've been kind of documenting it as I go. And so not this week, but next Friday, I'll have kind of a comprehensive, here's here's how the whole thing went Good. down. Well, I, no, not this coming Friday because the gig won't have happened. No, so but the following. Two, week, two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk on Sunday. That's true. And then our heads uh, the, around the, the video schedule. will come out the yeah. following week. Oh my God. Yeah. We're still working, <laughs> We're still working it through it. I do yeah. like having a little bit of breathing room between recording and oh, publishing man. so we can just edit some stuff. The amount of um, mm-hmm. cleanup that happens between 
our stream of consciousness recording and what actually comes out of the podcast is, uh, it's a lot. Yeah. And you, you said you hadn't done this yet, but the, um, the software that we use has an AI component that allows you <laughs> to upload yeah. or use existing audio that you've put into the system to do an AI generative voice for you personally, mm-hmm. um, which you can use to kind of punch in if you said the wrong word and you want to correct it. So I, I was futzing around with that and found out that at my level, I don't quite have all of the words. You only have a thousand word vocabulary. <laughs> if it's a word that wasn't in the vocabulary dictionary that they use, they just put the words jibber or jabber <laughs> in place of it. So well, if you want to hear me say something outrageously stupid and intersperse the words jibber and jabber in it, email <laughs> governmentconfidential at gmail.com. We'll put it into the episodes. It would be a special, special app. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We're, we're having fun. You know, we were uh, ranked top 40 music podcasts. Wait, what country was that? Now I can't Belgium. remember. Belgium, that's right. We're huge in Belgium uh, this past week. So Back in Belgium. They we, speak French. So we could say merci beaucoup. Half of them speak French, the other half speak German. It's it's weird there. Yeah. But they all like beer and they all like chocolate. And so I think Waffles. that's a unifying factor. Agreed. Well, that's all I got. Me too. I think this is the uh wait and see episode. We've got a lot of <laughs> maybe we got a lot of stuff riding over yeah. the next couple of couple of days. So we'll see how it pans yeah. out. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate each and every one of you. We are getting dangerously close to hitting uh, the monetization on our YouTube channel. So if you don't normally check out our stuff, you should check it out there. And you could do, it's it's a couple things. You're going to get the video version of the podcast, which is just, you know, seeing the two of us kind of converse back and forth, as well as some more pointed, scripted, specific stuff also. So uh, if you haven't checked that out, you should go check it out. We'll put it in the show notes for sure. That's all I got. Me too. And- we appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, if you want to support the show, you can leave a review. I got a DM from one of our listeners who is a Spotify listener. And he's like, hey, I can't find where to leave a review. I was like, hey, man, you're good to go because you can't leave reviews yeah, on Spotify. I appreciate it either way. But if, yeah, you, no, thanks uh, for if trying you're that. on. Oh, absolutely. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It helps with our discoverability, even though we are the highest rated cover band podcast on the Internet. Boom. I mean, undisputed. Every little bit helps. Or you can do any of the stuff that Adam from the Van Band is about to tell you. That being said, I will call it for this week in Atlanta, Georgia. I am Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ryan. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of May 5th, 2023. Happy Cinco! And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, 
which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. Who wins? The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit coverbandconfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! (laughs) 